the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm just well, gonna throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. We were debating whether to whip this guy's ass or not. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of Dark Side of the Scene. I'm your host, Brandon Wright, alongside my co-host, Ed Carella. Yo. And tonight we're joined by special co-host, Braden Baker. Hey y'all, how's it going? I, I'm not cracking open a beer, I've been eating nothing but crap, because it's my wife's birthday and we've just been going out and, but that's got nothing to do with anything. But I will talk about, I want to put a disclaimer on myself as we go through the process of the show. Like, I have only, I don't know, I'm trying to think. I only have 14 years of experience in bands, okay? So it's not, and I don't come on here thinking I'm an expert at anything I'm talking about. And and But I've, I guess I've done enough, but I haven't like really toured or nothing. But again, I don't claim to be an expert. Again, we're just claim, we're just basically collecting stories about everybody else's, you know, bad experiences. But I wanted to talk about one, which is either a gripe or maybe some some learning education for somebody. But uh, I uh, I know a guy. He uh, he helps me get shows. He's not really a promoter. He's more like a street team guy. So like, shout out to Jesse. He's a cool guy. But he's just one of those people that like helps put together shows but he's not really a promoter he's just a guy that loves music and like shout out to those kind of people but i'd asked him about a situation we had with a band that i guess just started and they had a quote manager and this was their second show and i had put together a show and it was like already a four band bill and he's like hey there's another band that wants to come on here i mean I'm like, damn that's a lot of bands so I just said, hey, I'll, I'll be cool. I'll let them on. And then it's like, oh, they got a person being their manager. And I'm like, a manager? You just started. <laughs> well, how could you be that lazy to like have somebody do your stuff for you? And I don't know if it was a, a significant other. You know, I don't know. But that's kind of weird. So why do fans need managers I, for the most part anyways? Unless I they're like out touring and all that other stuff. Why can't you do the shit yourself? I, that's why i didn't get and i'm like and you, the person clearly you could tell they were new and i can't take any you know slack give her too much give them persons too much slack it was just like uh you know <laughs> so whatever i mean i just find that like why would you put yourself in that kind of position of anxiety for a band you know it doesn't make sense to me so yeah if you're gonna if somebody a band asks you to be a manager for them, don't do it. Especially a new band, don't do it. You don't need that kind of shit. Especially if they're probably not paying you either. No. 
we'll dive into that shit later on a future episode, I'm sure. But no, I've yeah. never understood why bands come off the bat thinking they need a manager or a fucking label or anything like that. Just because we're in a band, we need this stuff. No, you really don't. Not in today's standards. You can do this shit yourself. Hey, man. I mean, somebody's got to manage that three years of EP buildup on Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, guys, thanks for coming out and listening to us. We kind of ramble on about some shit, but if you would like to come on this show, you can send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com. You come on here and do your griping, bitching, whatever it is you want to do. Tell us the horror stories you've experienced while being out on the road, trying to play the stuff you enjoy playing. But right now we've got a guest to bring on here, so we're going to go ahead and bring him on in. We're joined tonight by our guest, Zach. Zach, thanks for coming out and talking with us tonight. I know oh, of course. I know there's been a big time difference, but we're working through it with you. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, I'm on a 12-hour difference, so I'm waking up having my morning coffee. What's up? What's up, Zach? Not much. Not much. Waking up, tired as hell. Baby kept me up. You know, the, I got a nine-month here, so I'm, I'm up. I'm asleep. I'm up. I'm asleep. I also got the parents visiting, so... There's a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. And you are located where? Uh, Tainan City, Taiwan. So it's uh, the oldest city in Taiwan. Damn. Right really? across the from China. You don't sound Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been working on my accent. Watch a lot of American movies. Pretty good. Taiwan. I bet that is an anxious place to live currently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's actually a pretty, pretty chill place. Make some good money out here. Cost of living is really nice. Uh, people are really generous, really cool folk. So I don't plan on going back to the States anytime soon. I've always wanted to travel, but at the same time, I'm very picky on what I eat. And I feel mm. like if I was to go somewhere else, I wouldn't ever eat anything because I'm very, very picky. Well, yeah, how do you feel about uh, animal organs? Yep, I would be starving. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I eat I... that anyways if I eat a hot dog. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah me, of it's, course. Just, it's it's just a hot dog. I, I know it's, it's an assholes. assholes. Yep, yeah, <laughs> assholes. Mm. Delicious. Hey, nowadays everyone licks an ass, so I mean, it ain't much difference, I guess. Hey, hey, they've been tra- that. training Oops. us all our lives to eat ass. <laughs> just rubbing their hands together those sinister bastards nope. <laughs> they're like well, whether they know it or not <laughs> so I guess we're are you in a band out there I mean well, you know so in the technical term of what a band is I would say yeah because it's me and another member <clears throat> sorry we um we send like he's my guitar player and he'll record tracks and more or less kind of build the skeleton of a song, send it to me. I use logic pro and I'll uh, program the drums and I'll do the bass tracks. Sometimes do some layer on guitar tracks and I do the vocals. So it's like a big DIY trying to record everything, figure everything out ourselves, but it's all just making music, producing music, no live shows, unfortunately, unless I can like make a hologram of me down in, back in georgia or something like that it's possible but yeah it's Might it's out there tupac can do it you know i i think we can we can figure out the technology so, so far this sounds 
a little positive. So what is your negatives about the whole thing about the show is we're trying to get some negatives. Uh, well, I miss. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. Shit. Okay. I got plenty. No, you're fine. Well, we'll it, as of, as of recent, I mean, I guess the negatives, cause I was in a band before I miss, I miss live performance. I miss the stage. Um, I miss the camaraderie of going to local shows and mix and mingling with other bands and, you know, getting that daily dose of drama when you go to the venue. Uh, you know, now it's just comfortable, sit at home, make music, produce music. Mm. And it's like very business oriented. Like, okay, let's like, who are we going to send this out to? Let's print some CDs. So it's a lot more productive than when I was in a band 10 years ago. Back then it was all just let's play shows, get fucked up, not get paid, uh, start fights, you know, just do dumb shit just for the, you know, just for the sake of it. Make so, music too, of course. We yeah. still love making the music. So what part of Georgia was your scene? Or like, yeah, where are you from in Georgia and how was the scene there? Specifically, uh, I would say like Marietta, Kennesaw, Georgia. So it's like the metro area on the outside of Atlanta. But eventually we started bridging more into Atlanta playing uh, like a big venue out there it was called the Masquerade. That was like the big one to kind of get out for uh, our scene in metal. Mm. And yeah, we play, we've just played like a lot of rinky dink places kind of back and forth. One place called the, I don't know should if I could say it. Well, they're, they're shut down now. I could say it now. The Warehouse and uh, Swayze's. We would jump from these two venues back and forth. Does, and, Pat- uh, does Patrick uh Swayze go there anytime? Uh only on weekends. You know, he jumps a, gets in the pit, starts throwing roundhouse kicks. He's a ghost now, literally, but you know, well too yeah. soon. It's too soon, sorry. It's way too soon, honestly. And uh <laughs> so, yeah, you never heard you never heard the end of it at Swayze's, honestly. But oh, uh cool. But yeah, uh, it was a it was a small smaller scene and we were in it what 2009 2010 so that's when you had the quote-unquote scene kids right like all the the girls with all the crazy colors in their hairs and the skinny jeans and the teenage angst and the you know those were great times though i won't lie yeah, <laughs> yeah of course they, they they came out to shows they rocked your shit like mm-hmm. those were fun times to play shows at least hell yeah that's what i thought oh yeah no they were fantastic it's good to look back on like you know it's not like if I was still back in Georgia, it just wouldn't be the same. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm older, I got a kid and responsibilities and jobs now. But like the metal scene was shifting out of that, like, let's just go to shows, have fun, like kind of turn our brains off and enjoy the moment. And started turning to this just like hyper aggressive, you know, turf war esque kind of shit you know kind of like a bit of tri- i mean you get a little bit of tribalism here and there in in the scene right like oh we we know this band and this band beefs with this band so we don't fuck with them and this and that and it just really <laughs> was getting out of hand and it was like venues beefing with venues and kids from certain venues beefing with other kids from venues and it was just stupid and i'm glad it wasn't just us up ups in this area then oh good yeah i didn't <laughs> want to feel alone either no <laughs> It's definitely uh something must have been around here because I'm pretty sure at some point we will uh address some issues that 
previous band that I've had, like we've had fuse with other bands and stuff like that that I don't even know if they realized we were in fuse. Maybe the feud was just all on our end and we didn't fucking <laughs> but that's usually how it goes, isn't it? <laughs> I I do feel we had now that I think about it, I do feel like we had a couple venue and a promoter that did not like each other. And it's not like either or would get mad if you played at the other one, but it's like just the beef and I don't remember why and it's just ridiculous now you think mm-hmm. about in the grand scheme of things the way things are in the whole the beast era mm-hmm. of, you know the the global beast uh-huh. I feel like people should have been a lot more great you know grateful for what they had but what can you do so, so y'all were still in a band and still playing shows around this time that the Never. beast the beast yeah, yeah, time well, no um our last show was in February, which turned out to be good. And we're thinking, man, if February is good. I can't wait. Because you'd, you'd only heard like a little bit. I don't want to watch the news. But like, you know, Facebook, like, the Beast is in Italy. And I'm like, prayers for mm. them. And everybody's like, prayers for them. I'm like, mm. oh, sending prayers. Oh, that's cool. And mm. then so, and then people would say their prayers and then not have to worry about it. Like, okay, I sent my sympathies. But then I guess it came <laughs> over here and then... Uh-huh. You know, they're like, I made the Facebook status. I, I tried my best, you know, right? <laughs> and it still made it over here. But uh, yeah, dang. we had to cancel shows, and the show there was a cool show in April that I was doing with Brandon's band. It was like Halloween in April, and it never happened because it was, it was like a month to month thing whether or not everything was going to open, and mm-hmm. eventually everybody just shut things off, and that was that was that for. And the only thing I did was just like record music at home because I just started messing mm-hmm. with my computer more often. Because I'm like, I'm gonna, and I was still working, mind mm-hmm. you. Like my my job never shut down, so I was just like, go to work, Same. yeah, see, record music, come with some ideas. I've got a little better at recording computer wise. I ain't, I'm not claiming to be any kind of producer, but I can make an okay quote demo. So there you go. Well, I think uh, because of the Beast era is kind of why what I'm doing with my friend now with uh, our current band called Fifth Ring is, uh, you know, it's just two of us. He lives in the States. I live in Taiwan. And, you know, we it's I would call it like, I don't know, like couch concerts or, you know, stay at home music. Right. Because mm-hmm. there were there were these like uh, sh- live shows going on when the Beast era was going on and you know it was like guys in their living room playing shows and stuff so i think Mm. it's kind of becoming more of a trend and i think that's why we approach it 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 did it definitely didn't start during that time but you know we we kind of started seeing the trends we're like yeah why don't why not just make music like why do we have to follow the the schematic of you need to play shows all the time make this x amount of merch you know your logo needs to look like this you need to be like this now, you know that's one thing like we're always trying to like step away from it's like we're definitely like a deathcore band but we try to like step away a little bit from the traditional route you know to, mm. to stand out a little bit but i i think we still kind of fit into the groove of you know x generic deathcore band so you i'm assuming you get along really well with your with your bandmate from far away to keep this going oh yeah we play we play like playstation um that's how we stay in touch so the 12 hour difference it'll be like my morning 
and his evening. So he'll get mm-hmm. off work. I'll be waking up, getting ready to start my weekend, and we'll play like Elden Ring or something and just start chatting. And eventually it was like, bro, just record some stuff, send it over here. And yeah, he was my guitar player in my previous band. So, you know, we never really lost touch. When I first traveled to China, because uh, I, I first went out to China before I came to Taiwan, and, you know, everything's blocked in China. Like, no Facebook, no Instagram, uh, Google, all that stuff. It's all blocked. So I completely, like, for almost two years, was just excommunicated from, like, everybody. Like, I barely spoke to anybody. Everyone just knew I was in China. Nobody had any idea what I was doing over there. And I come to Taiwan, and everything's open. You know, nothing's blocked. And me and my buddy just talk probably every week now. So... It's uh yeah, yeah. I even though we're so far apart, he's still like my best friend, my brother, and I love that boy. You're like a you're like a rock star touring without the complete band. I mean you're going to these <laughs> yeah, lands. I'm on a war world tour, man. Eating pig's ass. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's good for you. In so. in the in the <laughs> Chinese belief, you know, whatever part you're eating is good for that part on your body. So I have a really healthy asshole. <laughs> it sounds like it. So I, I have a question. Oh, Hang sure. Yep. Before I forget, do you think this? I was going to say a little bit ago, but you're talking. Do you think the whole Beast era has given a reason for projects like this where you're more remote? Do you think this has helped incline the laziness of the average musician? Because I think a lot of musicians are naturally mm. lazy and they don't want to go out and do shit anymore. Like it's hard to get them to do yeah. it. A lot of them are flaky. Do you think yeah. this has provided them another reason to be that well, way? Well, I think, I think that's a bigger, a bigger topic, you know, because it's not just musicians; it's like all artists, right? It's yeah. we as people have like this innate, um, like, like we have this like feeling within us to create, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what it is; it could be music, drawing or you know whatever your your outlet is to expand beyond yourself and i think when you're kind of you know digging your heels in and banging out something and it gets to a point where like you're you're drawing from the well too much and it's starting to get dry and you know and i think you need a bit of recharge you know i you could say it's laziness uh but I think having a bit of rest and taking your head out of the game for a while, like completely like just forgetting to do like, you know, not wanting to do it, whether it be music or whatever is good to kind of recharge and come back into it. Because I, I know what you mean. Like when I was in the band years ago, we would force, force ourselves to do band practice every weekend, make songs, this and that. And like, you could tell that our, songwriting was starting to become more forced not so natural um we didn't want to be at band practice like tensions were starting to just build up and essentially that's kind of what dissolved us because like we were just pushing 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 too hard and i think now after having such a long gap in between making music with these guys like we came back together and we banged out this album all the way across the the planet we made a whole album we never made a whole album 
and we're still making music, but now we're like, we made a promise to ourselves. Let's not force it, allow it to be. That's actually what our whole philosophy is. Why the band's called fifth ring. It actually has to do with, um, uh, the book of um, seven rings by the, this famous samurai who talks about um, the void, which is basically like, you know, when athletes get in the zone, they call it, you kind of just like think without thinking you go into that ebb and flow. Like when you're in a band and you start jamming and then you just kind of click, you know, you can't really describe it. It's just like a feeling and you're just kind of like, Oh yeah, that, Oh yeah, that. And things just kind of move on their own that flow state is kind of what we try to aim for. We don't try to overthink what we're doing. We don't try to force it. If it feels like we're forcing it, we acknowledge it. And we like, just pump the brakes. Like, all right, let's just take a break. You know, no big deal. Take a month off or something like that. Cause you know, we got jobs. I got a kid. Yeah. So I, I, but to go back on your question, do I think the beast era contributed that to that more? Possibly with a combination of, um, you know, people being inside more. And because of that, like, there's, a, you know, some mental instability going on. People can't get outside. You know, you're kind of like in a prison. And, you know, when you're inside, you just kind of like feel bottled up. You're not really like freeing yourself to be creative. So that could also be a factor. It could be a bunch of things. So yeah a little bit lengthy explanation but that's kind of how i feel on it the only the only thing i took from that is when you said the zone i immediately thought of auto zone <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no, what i was talking about you didn't think no like what no, I, I, I know exactly auto what you mean zone. i know oh. exactly what you mean because once the bees hit like again i was just recording music at home but it was nice not to deal with like okay, I don't have to drive to band practice because I drive mm-hmm. like 50 minutes there and then back. And then like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about contacting a promoter or trying to get a show together. It was like, mm-hmm. it was almost like a relief. Like, oh my God, I got a yeah. break. I don't have to be responsible of for this ship. Like the ship is just hanging out at the harbor and it stings like fish. But yeah. it was a nice break. <laughs> it was a nice wash, break. Yeah, you'll wash off the ship eventually. It'll, be, it'll still be there you know right like... but i i still had to keep it healthy so like just writing mm-hmm. demos but so again yeah that was a nice break i didn't have to worry about all that crap that could be very stressful and, and mm-hmm. i mean i kind of like the the whole break i mean after a while i'm like what is it gonna be like when this is over but mm-hmm. yeah I, I felt that same way just relieved about Braden and i ship i think had holes in it because i think that motherfucker sunk <laughs> yeah you couldn't like take that. that out of harbor nowadays <laughs> I feel like they were down. They were down being the sweaty cold guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, my right. I don't know. So, again, you had a band, right? So, like, are you still cool with the rest of the band members? Like, as far as yeah, uh, I'd say there's one guy we're not cool with. So it was uh, two guitar players, bass player, and drummer. Uh, one of the guitar players, I'll just say. His first name, Chris, he's the one I stay in touch with. He's the one we do fifth ring together, mm-hmm. and it's just me and him. The other guitar player, uh, not going to say his name. He doesn't deserve it. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Sure. I don't like him. Sure. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. So what uh, happened there, if you mind asking? Oh, uh, shit. Well, um, 
well we found him like okay to kind of go into the whole thing we uh i was i was the guitar player and vocalist at first and but i found it fairly stifling you know i kind of wanted to be able to move more on stage Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. be able to exercise different vocal styles more and this guy kind of came to us at a show like chris and him just kind of like clicked and this kid he didn't have any shoes on he was kicked out of his house basically homeless just kind of wandering from place to place and so we took him under our wing and he kind of played guitar and chris showed him some stuff and he just picked it up because he was like living with chris and i was like well that worked out and he became another member and it worked for a while but you know this guy stopped showing up to practice he never really put his head fully in it you know he he had a lot of issues going on um but you know we we kicked him out accordingly just kind of like bro like you're done we don't want to deal with you this is too much and we weren't really too negative about it we're just more or less like yeah dude like you're not showing up let's just like he kind of like ran off anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, but I bumped back into him years later and some drama that I won't say on the, the air happened mm-hmm. where me and him got in like a physical altercation and it got really messy and dude just dude almost like it seemed like he almost killed me like in this physical altercation. So like, you know, I don't, I don't like to harbor and hold hold on to bad feelings and think ill of others but this dude man he's got there's something behind his eyes man it's just kind of dead and it's scary so i the the further i'm away from that guy the better uh hopefully he gets some help but he tried to hit on you and then when you like refused it as advances i know in a while like stop please don't kiss me we're in public (laughs) no that's a shame you know like that has it has to be like you know two terrible instances that you know, you kicked him out for him not getting his shit together. Yeah. Well, we then, always had to ask ourselves, like, why was he kicked out of his house? And we saw his house life and it was just, it was really rough and it was really messed mm-hmm. up. And you kind of like piece together the psychology of all of it. And mm-hmm. this dude was just fucked up, man. And at the time that kind of fit the bill for us. Cause we wanted to be the edgy, like we don't give a fuck kind of band, right? you know, it kind of worked for a bit, but uh compared to all of us like none of us are like that we're we all the rest of us have our heads on fairly straight and you know had goals and ambitions uh to kind of yeah and you wear shoes and uh, yeah i wear shoes when i can you you said that dude didn't have any shoes or something yeah hey moral of the story don't trust anyone without shoes right that's a hippie we don't Mm -hmm. trust the hippies shit hey you live i'm, in your I'm joking i'm joking to hippies out there listening we'll probably get a couple <laughs> oh oh demonetized <laughs> no shit yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna bleep that part out i don't yeah i don't even think you can say that the h word anymore so no you gotta call them free free loving uh individuals <laughs> i don't range. know anymore <laughs> free range humans free range humans, free range humans. <laughs> I like it so <laughs> Any other uh, bad experiences in the Atlanta? I kept thinking Atlanta, Georgia scene, or anything crazy. Mm, so, I mean, scuffles, fights, and uh, bad promoters. Like, mm. I mean, one thing, like we were really young. I, I was actually talking to my folks about this. Like, I just 
we never got paid to do anything. Like they always, the, the promoters always hit you with this BS where it was like, Hey, here's a bunch of pre-sale tickets. You have to sell X amount of tickets in order for us to pay you. So in hindsight, it's like, I guess that makes sense. Like you need to make money off this band that you're putting on stage, but we, we just weren't popular. And yeah, I mean, at the time we were such quote unquote edge Lords and, uh, the way someone put it, they were like, they put it in like terminology of like pro wrestling. There's baby faces and there's heels, you good guys and bad guys. And you guys are definitely heels because you go up on stage spouting off at the audience and insulting everyone and saying, fuck you and this and that. And that was all me too. Like I was, I had a microphone and I was just spouting venom out to everybody just and then when I'd get off stage, I'd be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, hey, why'd you guys leave the set? Yeah, we're, we were having a good time, right? Oh, so you got two. <laughs> so, into, yeah, you got I would have probably ended up rumbling with you at one point back in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, and at the time, I didn't understand why I caught so much shit. <laughs> it was so <laughs> ignorant. I was like, why does everyone hate us? I don't get it. It was like I got on stage and just became possessed by some fucking dick demon and just became an asshole. <laughs> I'm notorious for saying shit, but I'm not an asshole intentionally to be an asshole to people. Like if yeah. someone's an asshole first, God damn it. You just open the floodgates because mm-hmm. I don't have a, I don't have a filter. I'll just say what I fucking think at that point. Mm-hmm. But I've always tried to be somewhat approachable, but yeah, when someone's blatantly just about there being a dickhead, I'll probably tell you you're a dickhead. Yeah, that's that's usually what happened, and I I had everything uh, that I everything that came to me I deserved it. You know, I I look back on some old videos. I'm like Jesus. Some I came and watch, like I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I was just angsty as hell, angry as hell at nothing. You know, pissed off because of you know the lighting's not right or our sounds not right or everyone's outside because I'm being an ass and you know. Like one time I jumped off stage and just started fighting this kid and got back on stage. Huh. Uh, one time I, it was at a, at the shitty Swayze's venue. There was like a five man mosh pit and I just had a shitty set. Everyone was leaving and I got like, and I I like moshing. I, I love, I honestly enjoy it. I do it way, you know, even though I'm older, I'll still get in a mosh pit and I just enjoy the, the rabble of it. You know, I don't get, violent um but somebody like clocked me and i don't even know who it was i just grabbed the closest person and just started wailing on him and beat the hell out of him and he went and told the owner of the the venue it was like some 15 year old kid i was like 21 and i just assumed he hit me and it was like <laughs> i didn't hit you dude i was like well someone hit me and you were the closest one and yeah, that shit like that is it just stacked up and like uh we just had such a terrible reputation. And it was really just it was me because I was the cheerleader of the group, right? I was the voice, the face. Mm. And uh I just didn't get it because like I felt like our band was like kind of like a communist regime. It's like, no, we're all equal. We are all equal. It's not just me, it's the, the bass player and the guitar player who don't talk to anyone. Like get mad at them you know it's not just me but it's always the front man trust me (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) wrong there Mm -hmm. 100 so so also i was this is recurring theme i keep asking so like 
Did you guys have uh, churches that would have metal shows? Fuck yeah, yeah. That that's oh, so where that's a lot of... that's the thing too, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, there. Georgia. Hell that's yeah. Georgia. But Bible well, that's where, Bible. Georgia. Yeah. That's where I got in a fight at a. <laughs> 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 it was this fucking uh, this place called the Movement. Uh, it actually sounded really cool. It it wasn't in the church. The church was next to it, but it was like you know the giant youth center, and um it actually had really good sound and we enjoyed playing there. It, it was cool. And we had some people who were, uh, we were friends with there, but it was so weird. Like where we played, it was a little bit more like metal core death core ish, but you go like two hours North and it was more like beat down hardcore stuff. And you know, like the crowd killing and all that stuff. And I was still kind of new to the whole crowd killing shit. I didn't really understand it. I'm just like a traditionalist, you know, I like to push and shove in the, in the audience. So we, we just played a set and it was all right. And all these hardcore kids are in the middle of the pit and they're crowd killing. And this one, I just get like bowed in the nose. I get hit so hard in the face. I get knocked to my ass and like slide a clock across the floor. And I'm just like, okay. I got hit, you know, and I just, I, it hit me so damn hard. Like I saw stars. I just got up and like, whoa, I'm just going to chill out. But then I see the, this guy, uh, big dude, and he was the only one in the pit doing it. And I was like, oh, I think that's the guy crowd killing. And he's like looking over his shoulder, like walking up to people and like just throwing bows. And again, I didn't really understand crowd killing. And I like, I started jumping on this dude, just calling him out and, it like just there was literally like all these death metal kids and all these hardcore kids and it was just everyone's holding everyone back and it's turned into this big fight and the music had to be stopped and all this shit <laughs> and yeah i mean i was just going off on this guy i was like dude this dude's fucking just fucking slugging people like what the fuck is that like he, he hit me too fuck this guy and one guy one of my friends pulled me across he's like dude He's a part of blah, blah, blah gang. You know, if you fucking start shit with him, they're going to slash your tires and fuck you up outside. So don't do it. And I'm like, okay. So we left, <laughs> went outside. Probably, yeah. Probably a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Did, so did. there was actually a band from our area and I'll name drop the motherfuckers. They're not a band anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. AXP. Ed, have you ever heard of them? No. They were an older band. They were a hardcore band, I think, but they were supposed to be a Christian band. And they came supposedly, and I don't know how true this is, so I'm not going to say this is true, but they were supposed to be involved with something called the Courage Crew, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know, but they were (laughs) supposed to be like, they'd beat up kids that were smoking because they were all straight edge. Hell yeah. They would start all sorts of shit. Well... (laughs) all their fans that came to the shows were notorious for being crowd killers. Mm-hmm. And I never understood the whole crowd killing thing. I still don't understand it. Maybe because I'm almost 40 fucking years old and mm. I, I don't get the point of going to a show and hurting people. That's just honestly, they're just to try and enjoy someone's band, but instead yeah. you're going to run around and be an asshole and fuck them up because that mm-hmm. makes you feel better about yourself because you're a big yeah. pussy. Mm-hmm. But no. So there was a band around here like that too. I played a few shows with them and I never seen anyone really get crowd killed, but that was the reputation that that band had. And I never talked to the guys. They seem like they're all right guys, but 
just in general, that was like the whole thing. As far as like crowd killing around here, though, I don't know if that's really a thing that I'm aware mm-hmm. of. Have you ever seen that I mean, shit, Ed? Um, it might happen at one show, but then they like took the guy out and said, "You're not coming back." Braden, so, I've seen someone get crowd killed by a fucking dude. <laughs> I was show. just about to bring that up. Oh. I I still wonder to this day if that dude survived <laughs> the way he got dropped on his fucking head. If, if you're out there, uh, let us know if you're alive. <laughs> if yeah. the dude, the dude that, function still. If you were the guy at McCormick's back in 2019 that got slammed on your head and the paramedics had to show up and shut the show down and fucking haul your basically dead body out of the building let us know if you lived god damn <laughs> the whole show was a clusterfuck it was hotter than hell in that venue the whole day and no one was in a good mood our drummer couldn't make it to the show so we ended up playing and... with program drums which probably sounded better than we would have anyways <laughs> yeah you're not wrong <laughs> and so... then ended and someone get murdered so yeah i mean that was typical day in elkhart that, that was south go. bend that was South Bend. Yeah. Which is yeah. nothing new in South Bend. Yeah, <laughs> tomato. I'm surprised he didn't get like slam dunk in a, in a roundabout, but whatever. We won't <laughs> go into that. I had a I had another question for Firefox or or Zach. Sorry, <laughs> I, I don't know why. Um, I have this theory about the whole metal and churches and churches allowing metal bands. It's like mm. I feel like they were just trying to recruit them for the church so they'd let them play their you know devil music but in, in <laughs> that it created a whole genre of that metal core oh yeah like and i think like it backfired because of christian that and that's core. why I, well not even christian core just like the bigger bands mm-hmm. that got big and supposedly christian it's like i think it worked it didn't it backfired on them i'm just wondering if that's in my mm-hmm. opinion is, would it be well, true well like you, he said with the uh was it a axp apx uh quote quoting to be a christian band because i i saw plenty of that shit like uh quote-unquote christian bands and their fans or the members or whatever just like blatant assholes and you know crowd killing and it wasn't everyone like i knew some christian bands that were actually pretty chill um played some really good music but yeah did it backfire uh, if, if that was their intention, probably. It, if anything, like, like Christian Core never really stood out to me as like anything interesting. You know, it, like, well, what's that one band? The the death. It's like more death metal. Is it? It's not for today. Was it? They did the song "Nailed Dead Risen," and it sounds like a grindcore song, but it's about Jesus. Uh, what is? What's that band? Someone's gonna remember that band. I know they, they who you're talking really about. Big. I can't think of their name. POD? No. <laughs> Feel so alive. No. I actually Definitely. that's funny you said that because a guy, a friend of mine said he was quitting. He quit smoking and drinking. And I, I tried to use the the JPEG or the gif of that that exact song. It's funny you said mm-hmm. that. Like today. Uh, impending Doom. That's what yep, I'm thinking. That's what it is. Yeah. Impending Doom's like they're that's one of those you life. show someone it's like this is a this is a christian band and they just sound you know evil as all hell so i think that's kind of cool i kind of like that uh that paradox a little bit like just very evil sounding quote-unquote christian music 
I don't think um, a lot of the bands were actually Christian. I think they only said it because that was like a trendy thing. Yeah, yeah. It was big uh, turn <laughs> of the 2010s, right? Everyone was coming out of the woodwork like, yeah, we're a Christian band just because like two Th- members go to church or something like that. 2005 to probably like 2010, 2011, I think was like the height of Christian core because I think yeah. everyone around here, most of the ones we probably feuded with were all Christian bands, even though... Nice. I think the reason we feuded with them is because they were the biggest dickheads that there were, even though they were supposed to be the nice guys and come talk mm-hmm. to us and everything else, but they were the most jaded pricks out there. Yeah. Well, you kind of set yourself up for that, right? When you're you're kind of saying, hey, we're, we got the moral high ground here because we're the Christian band. You could just be a band, you know? You don't need to, like, implement religion into it. It's like, or make- we're a Muslim band. We're a Jewish band. Like, it's I don't see why that matters There's at no all. reason like, to start preaching a 15-minute fucking sermon in the middle of the fucking uh, show either. That, that, <laughs> still that, that always got me. Yeah, it's like they're, like, building up to the next song. It's like... Raise your hand if anyone has ever doubted you before. Da-da-da. They always have the same cadence to their voice, you know? Like Yeah, the... it's always the same shit, too. And I want you to jump. I want you to put your hands on your jump. <laughs> <laughs> I wish David Lee Roth had said that stuff all the time. <laughs> he just looks like he'd make a great, crazy uh, sermon. No. I don't know much about David Lee Roth, so it's I can't. Just, I just picture like him doing the kicks and splits that he did in the Van Halen videos, and I'm like, if that guy oh, taught, yeah. taught in Honestly. church, I think a lot would have got accomplished. Well, and he did the 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 kung fu shit, right? He would like, yeah, 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 pull out the 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 metal rod and start flipping yeah, it, right? Around. We're kicking ass for Christ. <laughs> I kick ass. <laughs> I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> Yeah, it was just always hokey. And I mean, where, it, you know, being in the Bible Belt, it's it's that idea of the pendulum swing, right? We're in the, mm. the Bible Belt, so it's already heavily Christian. So you, then you get the, the opposite, which is kind of what our band was, which was very anti-borderline black metal lyric-wise. You know, that, that was a big thing, too, is because we were surrounded by so many Christian bands and playing churches. That's when I would just go up on stage and just, you know, you want to preach about Jesus. All right. Well, I'm going to get my five minutes talking about Satan. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't imagine so, being in the Bible Belt, though. So like start. Sorry. No, it's fine. True story. I actually tried out for a band named Church Fire. And oh, nice. They, uh, they got rid of me after like one or two practices, mainly because I'm pretty sure I pissed off the guitar player because. When we went over there, he was wearing girl pants at the time. And this was before I was really aware that that was a thing. This was back in like the <laughs> early 2000s. And he had oh, eyeliner yeah. on. Mm. And I asked him, I was like, I still don't remember what I said. It wasn't like mean or anything. I was like, the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and then like he got like defensive. And then I was never asked to come back. <laughs> I was just like, what, what the fuck are you wearing? That's a genius. Like he come over, he had like fucking like this makeup all over his face, like eyeliner and everything, and it's like he's almost trying to look like he's in the fucking what's that fucking Avenged emo Sevenfold band? Or... No, it was before even Avenged Sevenfold. My Chemical fucking... Romance. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. I was like, we're supposed to be metal, and you look like a fucking emo kid. I was like, what fuck are you wearing, man? That's all I said, something like that, and I was never asked <laughs> to come back again. <laughs> How dare you make fun of my AFI look? <laughs> hey guys, I'm here to try out for Church Fire. Whoa. 
look at this guy. <laughs> Just <laughs> walk in the door. Start asking people what they're wearing. <laughs> uh, I guess that, that poor was guy, kind you of know, a thing. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even think about it like that. I didn't really know the guy. <laughs> that's okay. It, it's the character. He, he went home and had some mascara running down his face. Look at Dick. The thing I've learned about Brandon over the years is that he is not afraid to ask the hard question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it. Yeah. Is this guy wearing girl pants? <laughs> yeah, pretty much that sums up any action we've had with fans that have been negative. It's Brandon being like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Addresses the elephant in the room. Someone well, like to. I should say most interactions. Sometimes you just get douchebags that like to flip you off during your whole set for no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that's a that's a story that's coming at some point. That motherfucker getting called out. Fucking oh. JC, JC up in Fort Wayne. And I'm not talking about the Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the other one. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was a I actually said I want to bring this up at some point, but since Braden's on here, I can bring it up now. I about got into a fist fight when we won a battle of the bands. What was it, like four or five years ago? Yeah. We won a battle of the bands for like the Rock 98.5 Battle of the Bands or some shit. We won $1,000. Well, nice. this motherfucking wolf spider looking dude gets all mad because they were trying to bribe the promoter to let them win and they would split the money with him. But props to the dude. He did not take the bait, and he actually, it was all voted by fans, so they turned in notes at the end, like who they voted for, and we had the most votes, so we won the money. And we also got to open up for uh, some new metal band that I don't really like or remember. I don't remember who it was. Mm. Anyways, that's kind of irrelevant, but the dude uh, came out up to me after we'd won or whatever he's like starts talking shit because i didn't hype up the crowd for his band i was like what are you talking about he's like man we're always about trying to support each other and you were just kind of like yeah just my band whatever he's like you didn't say give us a shout out i was like what am i supposed to do be like don't vote for us vote for fucking dick sucker over here it's a, <laughs> it's a battle for the bands for the reason mm-hmm. yeah, there's well, no like yeah i'm like well, I, I hope it, I hope the other guys win. Thanks a lot. Well, he starts uh, running his mouth, and he's like, "You want to take this outside?" I was like, "Dude, go eat a dick," and I fucking walk back in. I was my like, favorite <laughs> part, my favorite part about that whole situation is they blatantly were writing tickets and just dropping in the ballot box when no one was looking, and we still fucking managed to beat them at the Battle of the Bands. There was like double the tickets of the people that were at the event or something ridiculous like that, and we still got more votes than them. (laughs) Hell yeah. They were finding random people out in the parking lots that weren't even there because the next door was a Mexican (laughs) restaurant, and they kept going over there and asking people to write their fucking band name down for them. Just sign it, lady. Please, leave me alone. Just sign it, you bitch. The the funny thing is, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to name drop these motherfuckers. They're called Raise the Hate. and Raise the Hate. They're all about getting rid of the bad jujus, bad hate. Everyone's brothers. Everyone loves everyone. Motherfucker, we're going to fight now. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Did they have accents like that? I'll beat the hate out of you. I don't know. I didn't really. I I struggled to understand the guy because he was a wolf spider, so I didn't speak <laughs> wolf spider enough. But 
really just, painting a picture with the wolf spider thing. I mean, if you could imagine like a little scaggly looking cracked out fucking wolf spider, that's what this dude yeah, looks like. That's what I'm what? thinking. All painted on the face. You know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, you, you look like he the... should have been in fucking Crazy Town, that old fucking butterfly song video. Oh. That's what they fucking look like. Well, I pictured, oh, the, shit. I pictured the redhead guy from the Burbs who didn't talk. No, this I, dude I assume... looked like he should have been in fucking Crazy Train or whatever the Crazy Town or whatever the fuck. Oh, that my made God. Him. No. With the, with the nautical star tattoos on his shoulder. Yeah, probably yeah. on his fucking face. <laughs> Didn't he have a face tattoo? Well, I know he had a lightning bolt painted on his face for like half the shows. That looked horrible. I mean, but... maybe it was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry to go off on that tangent, but I've been waiting for this opportunity to talk about that fucking wolf spider. They're gonna do this, and there's gonna be fucking bullet holes in our windows in the morning. It'll be Fuck. fine. Oh fuck them! They're just trying to erase the hate, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Stop hating. Stop. You'll get erased. They'll probably the probably man. It probably works at a managing position at Dicks. Has no idea about podcasts. Okay. Nah, I'm sure the, they probably still fucking stalk my shit. That's pretty probably. sad. That's pretty sad then. You know. It's not, like, not a... like it's not like you slept with their girlfriend. <laughs> No, we just legitimately want to battle the bands, and apparently that made us bad dudes because I wasn't out there telling everyone to go vote for them. Yeah, you're terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> Motherfucker, we needed that money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. Huh. No, you I've guys... never been I've actually never been part of a battle of the bands. I mean, it seems like a stupid concept nowadays anyway, but I just don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Like I always yeah. think of like something that you'd see on Saved by the Bell or something like <laughs> Back Attack versus like I don't know. Whatever. We did a me and my band uh, Cthulhu, the first band I was in. We did Battle of the Bands for our second show, and it was actually at our high school. It was like this prime opportunity. Yeah, it was like some Saved by the Bell shit because it was the first time our school was doing it was the first and the last time our school did it and it could have been because of us possibly um because one and the, there's videos of this on youtube too like we have all these old videos and we have our performance on there like all the bands that signed up were either like in a youth group christian band and they all did cover songs there were like three bands who did the same cover of one song i don't know what it was i can't i couldn't tell you but i just remember like oh there's that fucking song again one of the christian bands when they were playing their amp actually caught on fire and i was like ah divine intervention look at that fucking (laughs) it was literally smoking it caught on fire and um we were like one of the last bands to go on and we did no covers we did three original songs which were just absolute dog water they were fucking terrible and we had to submit our lyrics and the administrators would like revise them and like look them over and see what was appropriate to talk about and they they took out words like i remember one was like poison or something like that and they're like oh you can't say that that's violent yeah i guess i guess you're right on that and we had to switch things up so we made sure to be as squeaky clean as possible we dressed up as like um like preppy kids i wore like a button-down shirt and put a visor on my buddy he wore a button down we just look like 
all look like assholes. My drummer refused to do it. He was like, nah, dude, I'm wearing my Iron Maiden shirt. I'm not doing that gay shit. That sounds familiar. And, yeah. And so we play the set and we started off really slow and it was all right. But then we like kind of go into it and I start doing like the screaming and stuff. And the kids were actually enjoying it. All the like audience, they were like, whoa, what the fuck? You ever seen like the goofy movie where he does the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Fuck the establishment. Oh shit. Uh, you know? And you could see the wild. administrator's faces and like, everyone was just like, Oh my God, what the fuck is this? But the kids dug it. And yeah, we didn't win, but it was fun to just kind of like put that middle finger up a little bit. And uh, that was like my last year in high school. But I mean, the whole concept of the battle of the bands, it was just, you know, it's a popularity contest, the band where the fucking amp caught on fire. They won. I was like, yeah, give them the, the, the pity money. I think it was like a, gift card to dunkin donuts or some shit (laughs) (laughs) we've been in a couple or or, i mean i say we but maybe i know braden's been in one with me but i've been involved in a few from previous bands and i feel like the bands that always end up winning are typically like some of the fucking worst ones the one that won this one that was going on over by purdue it was uh the venue was called the underground and they just opened up and there was a lot of really good fucking bands. This one band totally should have fucking won. They had the most fans over there and everything else. They were the fucking sick band. Mm-hmm. And they gave it to this like shitty band that were playing on like little fucking practice 12 inch amps. And mm. the vocalist thought he was Randy Blythe. And <laughs> they just, they were not very good. But that's mm-hmm. who won because in the winning they were getting like money to buy like gear and shit. So everyone else already had gear. So like, I felt like they just gave it to these poor kids because they didn't have shit basically. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, what's the point of it? Call the battle of the bands. If you're just going to like donate money to charity yeah. at this rate. Yeah. It's just, it was just, you know, I think it's just an outdated concept. I mean, I haven't played a show in a long time. Maybe battle of the bands is still a thing in some places. I'm sure there is, but <laughs> I played it's one like, in high you... school years ago that we got disqualified for because I cussed. <laughs> I don't fucking say anything bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't know if there's still battle of the bands going on anymore. Hell I up until recently I didn't even know if there's fucking shows going on anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's really well, not pretty... there's really not hardly any places to play in this area, so it's few and far between. Well, I got to say, um, since I've come to Taiwan, I actually went to a metal show out here and it was local Taiwanese metal and it was called Infernal Chaos and um, oh, what was this? I can't remember the other name, but it was a local show in this bar and it was killer. It was like a really dope metalcore band um, and the other one was kind of like new metal metalcore and I ended up and like the, the pits were good and the show was awesome. And I ended up talking to the members about it. And, you know, they all know their shit. They all know their sub-genres and all this and that. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're like new metal, like this and this and this and this. And we like play this and this. It's crazy that, like, I was just so surprised that the scene out here is legit. Like, it reminds me of the scene back in the States. You know, I would go up to a kid. I saw some kid wearing a Cannibal Corp shirt, Taiwanese dude. He spoke enough English to where 
we're going back. It's like, oh yeah, you like the torture album? Yeah, torture's pretty cool. It's not as good as vile. I'm like, oh shit, oh fuck. I feel like I'm back at home. Nice. Uh it is actually a pretty big metal scene out here. The 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 dominant subgenre, I would say, is actually black metal, which is kind of crazy. Taiwanese black metal's next level. It's pretty intense. That's interesting because they slaughter animals even more. Yeah, and eat uh. them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, maybe this they're all ripped off the asian countries it could have been they're hardcore mm-hmm. uh-huh. i'm just gonna go on record now i've i've never really been into black metal like i don't hate mm-hmm. it or anything but it's just never been anything that's really yeah i think i i watched this guy talk about it um like kind of the history of black metal and it made me realize like do i actually like black metal because like i think i just like the idea of black metal the, the very anti-music movement of black metal. Because, yeah, some of it, it's like, yeah, this song is seven minutes and it's two chords over and over and over and over and over. And some guy sound like he's, like, screaming in a in a shower. Right. And, you know, and it it's like, yeah. Was. Yeah, and, I mean, that's cool in concept. But, like, you know, when I'm doing dishes... I don't really want to vibe out to that. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> my basically thing. like static with screams on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just white noise at, at a point. Like you could go to sleep to it. Yeah. You ever heard, seen the, the thing where they took a like black metal and basically take off the distortion and slow it down a bit. And it sounds like, um, was it like Beach Boy music yeah, or like uh, surfer surfer rock? Yeah, 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 surfer rock. <laughs> it really does. It's awesome. <laughs> so, That's cool. any have other ever, like? Sorry, go on. I was, I was gonna say, have you ever heard of something called like porno gore grind noise? Yeah, I don't um, understand that. Swamp. I don't understand any of that shit. Like, I yeah, me being the <laughs> asshole that I apparently am. The guy was like trying to build this shit up to me one day. He's like, "Man, check out my band," and then he <laughs> sent it to me. Try to build it. Try to really sell you on it. And I fucking went and listened to it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this, man?" He's like, "Oh, it's my band." I was like, "I don't. I can't understand. Was this serious?" Like, I thought he was joking, and he got offended because I didn't fucking appreciate <laughs> what he had made. I was like, "Dude, I'm just asking." He had like fucking weird noises in the background and stuff, like almost like yeah. orgasm, you know. Something. I was like, "What of the course. fuck is that?" Porno cyber grind. The that was like. I was getting into deathcore at the time in like high school, and I came across that shit. Like one band was called Sperm Swamp, and <laughs> it was one guy, you know, with what seemed like a a synthesizer, and just the most heinous, ridiculous stuff you've ever heard. And I got the baby with me now. Um, at the time, like I again, it's just that idea, like you put it on your your playlist just so when your friends come around it's like yeah listen to this shit and it's just ugh, you know it's noise it's definitely noise <laughs> or no noise grind so, yeah. coming I, at I, a stereo I, near you yeah <laughs> so I, I take it you've gotten a lot of fights that maybe you just got banned from the u.s so, <laughs> like I'm, you know what you're you're on the run basically three strikes Oh shit. Uh, that was back in the day. And I mean uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you the guy that fucking murdered the dude up in South Bend? 
Is that? Oh, what I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> That's why I go under the alias Fire Chicken now. Wait, which, which guy in South Bend? There's always a murder out there. The guy at that show that oh. Braden and I were talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> they ever caught the dude that did it? The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I only heard that from you guys. I didn't hear like anywhere posted like who. So yeah, that's because he was one of the buddies of the fucking guy that booked the show. He's not gonna rat his friend out. No, but like, oh, so nobody's gonna like anonymously post. Man, prayers for blah blah blah. We hope we find the guy. The guy. See, I never saw any of that. I don't know. Like that's who that pretty. Guy was. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty shady. For like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. This, maybe he t- taking context of who the band that booked those shits were, and then come oh. back and think about it. Like, there's a lot of shady shit that went on with some of those bands in general. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Not into that right now. Yeah. Huh. I'm not guilty of that, but we won't go we won't touch on this topic well i was I, if, if anything <laughs> it's too dark for if the anything stuff. my band is the christian one of the area according you know against those bands we're the christian boys Good that's how christian that's boys. how that's how safe 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 word we are we don't you know try to cause problems whatever maybe that's why nobody likes us because we're not edgy enough i don't know <laughs> need a little bit of edge there come on i man. guess so so, have you had any other crazy negative experiences? Like, uh, in- so one time I, uh, I, some girl called me, uh, when I was at a show and she was hanging out with some guy and she told me that this dude mentioned my name and said something about me, like, uh, Zach, Zach's a douchebag, fuck Zach, something like that. I, know, I had no idea who this guy was. And I was like, well, you tell him, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what I said. Said some dumb shit. And so she did. And then skip ahead about two, three weeks later, I'm at a show. And we just finished playing. And, like, I'm mixing, mingling with people. This was when our, I would say our reputation was pretty good. Everyone was hanging out, having a good time. But this was kind of like the beginning of the downfall. And this guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, hello, so-and-so. Did you enjoy the show? He's like, no, I didn't watch your stupid show. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's good to meet you, man. And he's like, no, nah, <laughs> you said you said all that shit about me to that one chick. And after he said that, two guys come up behind him and kind of like are like standing behind him, arms crossed and like, okay. And he's like, well, I'm just, I'm here to see if you're going to follow up. You're going to do anything about it? And then uh, where this venue was, there was all these like wooded areas behind the venues like a parking lot and then like all these woods then all at once like 20 people come out of the woods like fucking children of the corn and start walking towards us and i'm like hold on what's going on it's like yeah you said you're gonna do this and that so let's let's fucking hash it out this dude he had at least like a foot on me and he was bigger he was probably like in his 20s i was like 19 he said this dude looked like he was like mid-20s you know as you do, as you beef with, uh, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's keeps kind of egging me on, egging me on, trying to get some shit going. And I'm just kind of like pushing him away. I'm like, all right, dude. All right, dude. And he pushes me to my car. And I'm with, because my band's over there now, and they don't know what the hell's going on. And the next thing you know, I go in my car and I get out my baseball bat. <laughs> and I just start like, you know, popping back at the guy. I'm like, bro, you're going to come here with like, fucking 50 people like what the fuck he's like oh hit me dude hit me i'm not afraid to die about all this shit and 
then the venue owner gets in between us and he's like trying to separate us. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Da, 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 and just all this shit. And the venue owner actually loved us. Like he, not necessarily our music, but just us. Like, cause he trained my guitar player in playing guitar. So his apprentice in a way. And uh, on a personal level, he just liked us. We lo- loved the guy. And so, you know, he eventually like kind of like shoot the guys off, said he was going to call the cops if they didn't get the fuck out of here. Like they had no business here, all these people. And he looks at me, he's like, Zach, what the fuck, man? Like, why do you, why do you keep getting people come down here to fight you? I'm like, this is the first one, Joe. What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess he had like some kind of foreshadowing in his head. Cause yeah, then, then shit started, uh, you know, getting a little wacky after that. So I mean, physical fights, I've only been in maybe like two, but there was always just so much shit talking. And uh, the main thing like that was really uh, crappy about our scene was the tribalism of everything. Like this band talking shit about this band and uh, our friends don't mix with these friends because of that. And it just really like divided everybody. And then everyone at the same time would claim oh come on guys let's get like that the one band erase the hates like yeah guys let's let's um let, let's uh you know bury the hatchet let's all be friends we're all in it together you know we're all having fun blah 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 but at the same time they're like no oh, fuck these guys you know don't go to their shows and uh one time actually this band we didn't like they had some kid uh, their merch guy i guess we were standing in the audience and you know, like when kids are doing like the hardcore dance, they do like that mule kick where they like kick backwards, just like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and I got a story. Keep going. Yeah. And so <laughs> my, uh, my guitar player, Chris, he got kicked square in the nuts by this kid. And we knew this kid was like a, a fan of this band. And, but he hit him in such a way and just kept dancing that like, we stand him up and we're like kind of postured up like, wait, do we, do we stomp this dude out? Like, wait a minute. And we kind of were like raising up to him a little bit. And he's like, what, what? I was just dancing, bro. I was just dancing. (laughs) So, but, uh, there was this thing going around. Like I sent, I sent you a link to like videos. We used to like video everything, just kind of us fucking around outside the venues and having fun and shit. All these other bands started doing that too. But then they started turning this like propaganda videos where they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck that band. And so somebody filmed this guy mule kicking my uh, guitar player in the nuts <laughs> and then filmed him outside the venue giving his testimony saying, yeah, I did that shit on purpose, bro. Fuck that band, bro. It's like, wow. and then we saw the video and then it was on and we were like, oh, bro, we're going to fucking find this guy. And it was so stupid, man. It was just this like pseudo bullshit gang warfare between a bunch of angsty skinny teenagers who are all dance fighting you know it was like some west side story shit is that why you carry carry a bat in your car yeah (laughs) well i don't know i think i uh, i carried a bat in my car because i used to go to school in alabama and there was uh, a lot of problems up there but you know Uh... then after that situation i i continued to carry it in my car well and all I can gather is like it sounded like in the last story is that the girl just started problems is all I mm-hmm. can gather. Yeah, she was in the middle of it, wasn't she? She why did why did I would have took the bat to her. 
<laughs> I don't believe on, in bro. hitting women, but you and like... me, let's hash this out. Like you're cool, bro, but let's go find that chick. Let's <laughs> and then get some Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the second show of a band I was in called Birth of an Empire. And mm. we played in our hometown. It was the first time we'd ever played there. And one of these bands that were playing the show, we got added to the show like last minute. But one of these bands was called Messiah, and they were from like the fucking. I'm thinking they're from Ohio, but I'm thinking like Mansville, Mansfield or something, Ohio, something like that. They're pretty far away. And the vocalist of this band was a big burly motherfucker. Hmm. And we didn't have any beefs or any dramas or anything going on. Like we didn't know these people. And another band's playing, and for some reason, this big dude's out there doing the fucking ninja dancing, whatever the hell you want to call the shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing next to my guitar player, Anthony. And this dude's just like in front of us. He's doing his shit, and we're far enough back. This dude fucking drops down and straight up mule kicks me right in the knee. Hyper extends my knee backwards. And I, I fucking dropped right on my head. And Anthony like looks over and I'm gone. I'm on the ground and I get back up. He's like, I look, I was like, oh fuck. He's like, I thought you're getting bucked for him. I was like, no, dude, he broke my fucking leg. Holy shit. Like for real? Like, no, like I fucking was like hobbling. It to this day, it still randomly will hurt. Oof. Like it bent my entire knee backwards. Like this dude was a bigger guy. Like he fucking straight up mule kicked the fuck out of me. But I still I still laugh about it because Anthony thought I was like getting thrown down for these dudes getting nasty. I was like, no, dude, he fucking killed me. I was like, have you ever seen me like throw down for anybody? That's why he was shocked that I was doing it. I was like, no, he's fucking he's fucking took me out. I was conjuring up spirits. I just picture this dude in like like overalls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fucking buck. I just no. assumed he wasn't wearing overalls. He's wearing the gym shorts, big baggy shirt, and he had long, sweaty hair. There oh, you man. go. I always picture, remember Earthquake, the wrestler? I always picture like any Burroughs <laughs> singer looking like that guy. <laughs> he didn't have the beard, but he could have been the size of him. Yes. Oh, Earthquake. Wow, okay. Earthquake. Old. Rest in peace. I don't know if he's dead. But... Uh, he is. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I... be surprised. No. Damn. Old Damn. Tinta. His last name, I think, was Tinta or something like that. He's dead. That's odd. All, all the good ones die young. He looked really <laughs> old when he was fighting Hulk Hogan back in the early 90s, and he was only like in his late 20s, but he looked like he was in his 40s. Hey, I mean, that, that was just dudes back then. Yeah. You, you start smoking when you're 10, start drinking when you're 12. <laughs> real, real men start cracking open bears when they come out the belly. <laughs> yeah. Um, this titty don't got no beer in it, Mom. What's going on? What's <laughs> going on there? Yeah. <laughs> Try to tell him. Wouldn't listen. <laughs> so, right yeah. on. I'm trying to think of anything like other crazy things that might have happened to you. It's, I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. <laughs> right? I was the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I was terrible, dude. I was like, we were surrounded by super prissy christian core trying to just have a fun time bands we weren't all about that <laughs> we were we were really trying to like I me mean, personally is just trying to like 
push as hard as I could in the other direction just because just reasons, you know, childhood trauma, maybe, you know, just moral of the story. You've grown to recognize that and become Mm. a better person from it. Hell yeah. And our our music's better for that. I'd say, or now like our music now, like lyric wise, um, is more of a positive spin on things. You know, it's more talks about like real life struggles and trying to overcome things and, you know, come to these realizations. So yeah, like there were, there was a real, some dark points that I had to kind of come to terms with and put my, my actions under a microscope. And it, you know, it's one of those things like you put it out there, you put it, put that energy out there it only just comes right back so every time i threw that shit out there it always came right back in my face and was there to knock me on my ass and i didn't understand why i was in this perpetual cycle of negativity and violence and yeah so now i'm a i'm a dad i love my kid i'm a kindergarten teacher so i teach babies no shit yeah yeah but i still do this this metal thing, man. And I, I see it as like a, an outlet, you know, like even though I'm t- talking about like more positive things, it's still in like a, an outward, you know, trying to like get some stuff out. Like, you know, there's still, there's still anger. There's still like issues and stuff like that. Right. Like, you know, you're never going to avoid suffering. So it's just a matter of how to, coping and understanding the, the suffering kind of intermingling it into my life and mm. uh yeah turning it into more of a positive thing like that artistic outlet i guess hell yeah so are you basically do you just live there for for good now you're not you're not there for like peace corps or well, whatever the hell <laughs> <laughs> well with with the wife and the kid yeah we're i'm pretty much cemented here now oh, and, shit. oh okay yeah so i uh but you know that's what I wanted. I I came here, but you know first I went to China and taught out there. And after a few years of that, I was just like, oh man, I don't know if this this has long term goals, man. Like China is a dystopian nightmare. It's is, so there is no China metal. Uh, there is, but I I didn't know how to get around to seeing it. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've seen some bands on YouTube that are like chinese-based metal bands it's a big-ass country too i don't yep. you know there's probably different sects all over the place um but taiwan is so small you know like i could go from south coast to north coast and like uh maybe like a three-hour train ride but it's like high speed high speed train ride mm-hmm. so i think like three hours um so it's a little bit of a smaller sect you can kind of know what's popping off where it's like oh there's a show in taipei like shoot over there in an hour oh there's a show in 10 dean you know get there in 30 minutes something like that uh but yeah i'm yeah i'm sure there's metal out there Mm. i think the biggest metal scene in asia is still japan japan's like big on the metal core and death core they're yeah they're pretty they like their music yeah Yeah. sure but the audience I don't know if you've ever seen the audience at these shows. Like they're just so polite. There's yeah, no box just, pits. There's they no just crowd stand surfing. there and watch. They observe. Yeah. You know? And then when the song's done, they just politely clap. It's like yes, it's like a golf clap. Mm, I enjoy that song. Yes, very good. Good yeah, playing. 
Very good. The thing about blood entrails. Very good. <laughs> and then in the the Philippines, they're all about like gore grind and just sludge metal, just insane. You know, probably some porno grind down there too. <laughs> like, but they're all about that grind. like slam death, which is pretty sweet. I've heard some stuff down there. It's pretty intense. Uh, it's kind of like you know, like South America, like uh, like Mexico and some South American countries they're a little bit more focused is uh the brutal stuff like brutal or metal you know like cannibal corpse-esque kind of stuff mm. i've seen enough Bra- brazilian footage videos they're they're pretty hardcore violent there so oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly see, like if, i don't understand I, I you know people go down there for like vacation i'm like god it's just <laughs> scary <laughs> yeah like oh like, like i think of like I don't know. I just think of those videos. It's just not like a good time to go, but whatever. I no. mean, South American and all of them, they're just appreciated with the, the metal music, whatnot. Oh yeah. Well, most of them, we, we, uh, when I did the, we're doing the fifth ring thing. We hired this PR team to kind of help us get our album out there. And we got all these little interviews from all these countries in South America. So we nice. have all this like press in South America, um, checking on the Spotify, uh, streaming where it can tell you where you get a lot of your streams like we got a majority in south america so shout out to south america yeah shout out to Appreciate south america that. and all the asian countries that like metal yeah, yeah. for real there's too much positivity going on here damn it like i guess oh sorry <laughs> no, no, it's all good. changed man i can't i can't help it I think we could probably wrap this one up here in a second if you don't have much else to say unless you got a couple more things you want to throw at us but uh quick shout out i just did a we just did a singles release yesterday one of our new songs hydra we just dropped it well it's like uh well we're i think i have to take it down and re-upload it so it's out there if uh if anyone wants to check out fifth ring new singles out we have our album out masochist and yeah give it a listen we got more music on on the up what I was actually getting ready to say is the end of this podcast, if you have any new releases, what we've been doing is we've been asking for the guests to come on the show, talk a little bit about it, and then we play your newest release at the end of the set. Oh, word. So, well, that would be super cool. If you um, want to email me the track, and I will add it to the end of this podcast so anyone out there yeah. listening can actually hear you guys' new song. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'll send that to you. So, new songs, Hydra. It's seven minutes long, so, you know, we're trying to just release singles now. I think doing an album is cool, but mm-hmm. the way that music goes now, man, you know how yep. we live in the, the content creation era of Pop, entertainment. We're the basically the lollipop, lollipop time again, so those little uh-huh. cute little songs. Yep, and just pop them out, you know. Pop like them out. Because when I was when I was in the band back in the day, like we had the old school mentality of like, all right, we need to make five songs and then we go and record them. Okay. We need to make three songs and go make an EP, you know, but now because we do everything digitally, it's like, all right, well, we can just do one or two songs and just get them out there. You know, like big bands like uh, Lorna Shore now, I see is like the top most popular death band now. Uh, that's a whole nother subject, but they, I, 
appreciate their business structure where they're just like they hype up one big single they release it they throw a music video on top of it and it just explodes and then two months later they do it again they're not releasing albums they're not releasing eps they're just doing singles and it's working in their favor no they so. are yeah they came out with an album after all that the funny part about really the guitar player yeah it's, it's out now the funny part of the, the guitar player is like I don't understand why we're popular now. We've been playing the same shit forever. Yeah. It made me laugh because he's like, it's, it took him back how popular they got. I mean, they got their singer now who just sounds like a squealing pig. And yeah. Caught on, I, I mean, I think well, the whole Lorna Shore debate thing is, you know, I've heard him, I've listened to him for a long time. I'm like, yeah, they're a good band. And I think personally, what they're doing now is nothing that unique. I mean, it's not bad but there's other bands that right. are doing the same thing. Right. Uh, it's just, they, they got the opportunity. They got the the right amount of views. You know, it was just all the, the planets were in alignment for that song. What is it? Hell followed with, is, is that the one with the, the dinosaur noises at the end? I think so. Hellfire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the hellfire. Um, just everything just kind of like fell into place for them with that song. And, you know, a lot of metalheads who've been listening to deathcore and that genre forever are just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why is this band blowing up well, as opposed see, to what blah, I blah, think, blah, blah. What I think that nobody talks about is like the singer before that got into some deep shit. Mm. And it seemed like they were on the spotlight all of a sudden. And then they had kicked that uh, guy out. And yep, it yep. seemed like, oh, we need a new singer. Now that everybody's mm-hmm. paying attention to us, we got a guy that sounds like a demon. Mm-hmm. And I, again, what you said it's not you know mind-blowing it's just good but it, yeah, i always just thought good. the attention from their previous singer just is what kind of got them on the yeah. forefront of like because you know people like drama more than they like supporting music oh yeah well again so, when when i was talking about black metal like you know as musicians you want to think you know oh well it's all about the music but real in reality it's not it's all about image uh, your PR, uh, you know, music, it's, it's everything. Like I like Guar, but I don't really like their music. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're, they're more of an image band. Some of their music's all right, but uh, they put on a hell of a live like, show. Hell yeah. 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 Like that would be a, a fun band to go see, but it's when you can kind of tick all the boxes, that's, that's when you're going to be major successful. You could be the most talented band in the world. Mm. Like, I like Beyond Creation. I think they're really good. Or like Arcspire. They're insanely talented at their instruments and songwriting. But, you know, they're not the biggest band. They're not the number one band, you know. And I think when you are a musician, you're always like honing your craft, trying to become better at being a musician. Um, Then you see some band come out just chugging and just doing like one note chugs and stuff and it can be a little debilitating it's like uh you know why why did these guys get blown up while i've been spending hours and hours trying to figure out you know how to make this song sound like this or that Mm. so i get it but you know it's it's the music industry and people like what they like so it's true i've always kind of related to the certain bands make music for themselves and if it's not catered to anyone specific like other musicians appreciate really technical, really good written music, and then the generic, chuggy, basic metal, 
whatever you want to call it. I always feel like that's more popular to people because it's more simple, if that makes sense. Like it's not complex. So they understand what's going on. They can beat their head to it. They can yeah. keep up with it. Like it's more exactly. approachable. Five finger death oh, yeah. punch. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, see, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, like I said, if if I can vibe to it while doing the dishes, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like mm. as a musician, I can still listen to like just some dumb chuggy, you know, not saying it's all dumb. Don't don't quote me on that, right. people listening. But like, you know, some just straightforward, simple sounding riffs. And if it just kicks ass, it kicks ass. You know, uh yeah. You know it's crazy. It's like, okay, we'll think we're talking about Dream Theater, like their music is so mm. complex, but they're so mm-hmm. popular now, which is kind of weird. But it's not doesn't surprise me, but they're that's the craziest of crazy and they're really big, which that's just uh, because Jesus plays guitar for them. That's true. That's Jesus, true. The, this the, is the, true. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. Dream Theater is fantastic. Like, but but you see, like I never for thought a long time they have been, and that's probably the spanning career of how they're big and they got like en- endorsements and all that. But that's kind of mm-hmm. wild how popular they are. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. play like little clubs. And no, they don't play like huge stadiums either. But they play like selective, like big places. It's like that's pretty cool. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's just yeah, like yeah. the the tying in with the nerds and the, yeah. the nerdy people and the you know. Oh man, they have such a they're such a nerd band, honestly. So they got nerdy fans <laughs> and you know, no shout out yeah. to nerds for helping. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and my buddies always had this theory with Dream Theater. It's like Dream Theater is always trying to be Rush. BT Bam's always trying to be Dream Theater. Yep. And August Burns Red's trying to be BT Bam. And every metalcore band is trying to be August Burns Red. It's just this trickle down effect. No, every every metalcore band's trying to be at the gates. That's just oh yeah yeah that's true that's that's the real core I'll throw that out yeah yeah that's true right on well shit we got we got a negative to turn this into a positive story and I mean like you've had, sorry man uh, no, 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 no slipping around real quick no, you've you've had a lot of interesting interesting tips to like anybody who's young and don't be an asshole and just try yeah. to, you know like learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. you obviously seen the the bad and turn it to the good and, mm-hmm. and you still are a musician you didn't say like well i'm too mature i'm too mature for all that i'm quitting that mess up no you're still doing it and teaching and yeah just balance for it that out. yeah you balance it out yeah never lose the music man it's just like it's all good to take a break now and then don't put too much pressure on yourself yeah. And if you love the music, you love the music, you'll always come back to it. Very true. Oh, yeah. All right, Zach. I think we're going to end this one here tonight. If you want to, one more time, tell everyone the song that we'll be playing here at the end and where they can find your band and more information about it. All right. Uh, so the band is Fifth Ring, two words. Uh, you can look us up on Instagram, Facebook, Bandcamp, TikTok um on instagram and all all of those right there you can just type in fifth ring band you can find us on youtube fifth ring band uh the new single is hydra it's pretty cool song it's about seven minutes it's got a little surprise at the very end there that makes it seven minutes and Mm. it's a song that my buddy chris the guitar player has been working on for years and he's finally able to get it out there so we're both very proud of this song and we hope that you enjoy it. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. Well, again, Jack, thanks for coming out and talking with us tonight. It's been a fun one. So Yeah, it was awesome. Good times. So if you've ever had some bad experiences being in a band, been a musician out there, and you got some stories you'd like to share with us, you can always reach out to this podcast. Send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com and we can get you guys scheduled on a future episode. We're going to roll on out of here. We'll listen to Hydra on the way. Good night, guys.
Now the people run.